Hello and welcome to a very, very special episode of Where Do We Begin? My name is Harp and my co-host is Lockie. How are you, Lockie? I'm good, thanks, Harps. I'm just wrapped to be here. It's a really special day for the both of us. Uh, it's exactly 12 months since you released your first episode, so your one-year anniversary, and it's seven months since I joined the podcast, uh, which is really awesome. My first episode was on the 4th of October, and you released your episode, obviously, on the uh, the 4th of May in 2020. So how cool is this? And I can't wait to celebrate it with you. Yeah, yeah, and the festivities are uh, absolutely awesome to listen to. If you didn't watch it, actually, I first should preface it saying this is a live episode. We recorded all this stuff live, had it live on Facebook, which was an absolute blast to do. Uh, So if you haven't tuned in on Facebook, it's probably why you're tuning into this. Uh, We had a whole host of old guests on the show over Friday and Sunday. Uh, This has been released on Tuesday, of course. Lockie, who were some of those guests? Yeah, so we had uh, Guy Finkler, former Melbourne Victory great. We had Maxi Holmes, our current Geelong Cats player and member of our Class of 2020 series. Uh, we had Phil Anderson, Australian cycling legend, and that was it. Because yeah, that <laughs> Russell Robinson was meant to come on, but he didn't come on. That was on the Sunday. Two days uh, prior to that, I did the live episode by myself with a couple of special old guests, the great man, Courtney Dempsey from episode one of the show. It was great to speak to him again. First time seeing his face uh, on Zoom, of course, last time we did it on the phone. But And of course, the next one we had, Rowan Connolly. So we had my first guest, Courtney Dempsey, and then the Sunday we had your first guest in Phil Anderson, which we'll get to. But actually, just before we get into it, I'd just like to apologize for my dodgy audio and the kind of first minute and a half there was some technical difficulties uh, which in my case we're forgetting to hit record so for the first minute and a half my uh, audio is a bit dodgy and then uh, Lockie's audio is a bit dodgy when he comes into the show because of some technical issues as well but anyway Lockie should we get into it let's dive in Courtney how are you mate Oh my god, I had a bit of uh, uh, technical difficulties. I didn't know how to get in, into this uh, joint, but yeah, it's, it's a bit of a muck around, but I got here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate, but I'm extremely pumped for this. Unfortunately, there's no co host as I've uh, told all this. It's just me, Harper, and of course, for all of you guys who don't know, this is our guest from day one, really. The, from episode one, we recorded the first episode on the 10th of April uh, last year, 385 days ago, and released it on May the 4th. So one-year anniversary is coming up, mate. It's I'm pumped to have you on. Yeah, that's amazing, amazing. Good effort, good effort to make it the one year. So um, obviously there's a lot of podcasts out there and um, yeah, for this to continue, it's uh, a credit to you guys. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate that, mate. But um, I think what we'll do to get started is we'll uh, go through some listener questions. We've got uh, some listener questions coming through, and I've been uh, we've had some people comment on posts. So I'm going to give you the first listener question, which is from Scott McNeese. Uh, so this is for you, Courtney. Uh, he says, Courtney, which coach at Essendon did you feel brought the best? Uh, uh, sorry, brought out your best footy. Ah, uh, uh, I've always said it, and I've said it to many, many people. Uh, James Hurd was the best coach I've ever had. Um, easily, he he supported you not only as a footballer but as a person, as a human being, and it showed the respect uh, that you know that you, you you'd get from a um, yeah. You know, once you get that respect, you tend to give that respect back. And play excellent footy for him. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, I never played at AFL level, but I can totally understand how that works. And I, I was actually listening to episode one, uh, our interview, uh, back in last year, and you said basically the same thing. So I encourage everyone to go listen to that. And we'll move on to the next listener question. This one is from Tony Payne. So, Courtney, uh, clubs in the league say they take care of ex-players. It's a bit of a long one, this question. We have surging mental health concerns, concussion after effects, long-term injuries due to trying to get up for games, transition difficulties once out of the spotlight, and many other serious issues. The AFL system is generally seen as being ahead of the curve in response to these matters. What's your opinion about how all of this has been dealt with? Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know Tricky how controversial one, this could be because um, you know it, it it is it's a hard one to uh, choose from. But you know you're classed as a as an asset to them when you're playing. But then once you finish footy, they tend to just kick you to the curb unless you've you've been I don't know I suppose a money money grabber for them. So. If you've been popular at the football club, they tend to look after you a lot more and, and um, yeah, sort of the shit kickers, I, I guess, just get left behind and, and forgotten about. And, and um, it, it doesn't help with, with certain uh, social outlets where other people also try to take their own uh, opinions and think that uh, they they know everything and, and it tends to play on a lot of play, uh, a lot of sportsmen's not only AFL stars but a lot of other professional sports stars uh, mental capacity it's not it's not right it's not right not correct yeah, yeah. and from from what I've heard it's very similar in lots of sports and yeah it's something that really needs to be worked on by the kind of governing bodies I guess and just in society as a whole really but on a more positive note I've got to say mate uh, we did our last interview on the phone but I, I'm loving the beard the beard's looking really good <laughs> thanks mate thanks um I get I get a few few likes or a few comments on the beard. Uh, they 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 do enjoy a good beard, especially after my last year at Essendon when when I had the big the big beard and uh, they, they're enjoying that. So they love me when I bring the beard back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I uh, do love that. And I actually saw uh, on social media you were at the Bombers game last week at the Anzac Day. Yeah, yes, I was. Uh, first time in a very long time that I was in the grandstand, in particular in the grandstand out of Anzac Day because usually I'm out there in the middle of the field uh, running around, which is probably the best best seat in the house. But, um, yeah, it, it was very, very different. But it was obviously a cracking game and uh, the Essendon boys put up a very well-drilled uh, game and uh, hopefully hopefully they continue that throughout the, the years but uh, throughout the year but you know they got to just take it week by week and quarter by quarter and, and continue to, to play like that yeah yeah and we've just got a question coming through from Alfie Sanchez uh, on Facebook uh, are you playing any local footy I know you're playing for Greenvale still playing for them yeah I'm still there mate um, unfortunately I happen to uh, tear my ab and my lower abdomen and my groin, so it's put me out for twelve weeks. But that was that was in the practice matches. So I've got another five weeks to go, and by then, hopefully, I'll be back in the second half of uh, this season in the EDFL league. 
Yeah, yeah. That's great. I know Paul Chapman used to coach over there. Yeah, Paul Chapman used to coach there. Uh, No, he's not there anymore, but we've got Boris. So we've got um, Darren Buick. Another Essendon great uh, yep. down there. So he's uh, he's coaching us at the moment and uh, he's doing wonders. He's doing an excellent job. Yeah, yeah that's great. We've got a, no, another question coming through from Helen Jones. Uh, we, we haven't got much time left before our next guest joins, Rowan Connell, in a few minutes. But this one's from Helen Jones on Facebook. Are you in touch with ex-teammates? Yeah. Uh, I had the, the Davey family come down over the school holidays a couple of weeks ago. And uh, those two, uh, he, he's got a uh, set of twins that are at Xavier College at the moment. And obviously, they've got the um, they've got the ability to to play uh, AFL football, but obviously, also they they've got the opportunity through Father Son Rule to play at Essendon. So, yeah, they 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 tend to come down a fair bit, in particular through school holidays and spend their time down here and watch the boys play footy down here and. Um, yeah, I keep in close contact with them. Uh, Dustin Fletcher, uh, me and him are really good mates. Uh, we've been really close mates since uh, I started footy because I've been in the back line with him and it's been me and him in the back line the whole time. So, um, we, we, yeah, we, we grew very, very close. And uh, and obviously all the other Indigenous boys such as um, Paddy Ryder, Leroy Jetta, you know, those sort of boys I still stay in contact with and um, try to see them every now and then. But uh, obviously we've got our own lives now and uh, it's very hard to try and pick a, an exact time to, to, to meet up and catch up. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome you're keeping in touch with quite a few of the boys, but uh, Rowan Connolly is, has entered the waiting room for the Zoom. I'm going to let him in, but uh, not before uh, I ask uh, you one more question before I let you go. Not so, Courtney... Favourite bomber memory before I let you go? Oh, man. That is tough. There are some good memories from, yeah, there's some good memories like the the round two game over in Frio, against Frio, coming back from 30 points down, um, the 09 Anzac day. It, it's, it's very hard. There's some sad ones too that I really remember, like the uh, 20... 12, I think it is, um, Sydney game at Etihad where I had the ball at the end and the stupid umpire called me for play on, but it wasn't, surely wasn't. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, and obviously the heel flick, the heel flick, a lot of, a lot of uh, well, they call it the rainbow flick, don't they? I think everyone's calling it the rainbow flick or something like that there. So there's many others, but I think the 09, 09 Anzac Day game, with 98,000, I think it was, and the way we fought back to win by a couple of points, uh, unbelievable. Yeah. It's probably my best memory. Unbelievable indeed. Uh, and, yeah, mate, you had an unbelievable career, and I encourage any of the listeners who are tuning into this who haven't listened uh, to our first episode, episode one with Courtney Dempsey, go listen to that. But uh, we've got our next guest. You can all see him uh, sitting at the bottom there, Rowan Connolly. So, Courtney, uh, I'll let you go. Thanks very much for coming. Not a problem, mate. Thanks, really mate. appreciate Thanks, it. Not a problem. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Thank that. you. See ya. All right. Our next guest, Rowan Connolly. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, Harper. How are you? Oh, I'm going pretty well, uh, enjoying this uh, live format. It's very good. Uh, and Rowan, of course, for anyone that hasn't tuned in to the episode, episode 27, and we did a grand final preview with him as well last year. So, yeah, and I, I know you're doing great media work again this year. So uh, how have you been going? 
Oh, so there's a lot going on. Uh, we've got our, <clears throat> we do, Footyology does a post-game live stream on Friday nights. We call it Footyology Final Siren. <clears throat> That's myself and Mark Fine. so that'll be on again tonight. You can tune in if uh, anyone wants to look. It's on uh, live on my Twitter stream and uh, on my Facebook page, so that'll be at 10.45 and we take uh, people's questions and break down the game, have a bit of fun. So we're doing that a bit later. Podcast is going well. Uh, website's going well. We've diversified into other areas outside sport and we're doing other codes of football too, actually. We're wrapped to have um, Simon Hill writing about soccer for us. So that's been great. Uh, Martin Flanagan doing plenty for us. So, um, yeah, all going really well. I've got a couple of other little projects on the go too, which I can't say too much about at the moment, but hopefully they'll come up and, um, yeah, give people some more alternatives to the the mainstream media soon. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. And, yeah, I do encourage all the people tuning into this to check out footy, Footyology Final Siren after the game tonight, about 10.45, I believe. But, Rowan, uh, uh, we're encouraging lots of listener questions uh to tonight. So I'm going to give you the first one. This is from Scott McNeese from the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast, actually, which I believe you've been on before. Yeah, uh, so this is from him on Facebook. He asks, uh, Rowan, with creating Furiology, have you noticed journalists you have signed write with much more freedom, tackle the subjects they have not been able to or approved by uh, previous employers like Fairfax? So more freedom, basically. I've got to be honest, not really. Um you know, one really good thing about the age when I was there, I, I never felt like there were areas I couldn't venture into or even, you know, and people might not believe this, but even on social media, uh, I was, you know, people who follow me on Twitter might know I'm a bit of a, a loose cannon at times and, you know, I, I was never really pulled up about what I had to say on Twitter. So it might have changed. I mean, the age I was working for was under different ownership to what it is now. So um, the Channel 9 organisation, I think, in some ways runs a, a tighter ship, if you will. So, um, But look, I, I think people, I understand why people think that, but I think it can get overstated a bit, particularly when it comes to football. I don't think that there's much that football journalists can't address or write about, you know, um, and and feel like they're in danger of getting hauled over the coals for it or, or anything. Um, I've had this discussion with a few people over the years about, you know, will the AFL take away your accreditation? Well, um, it, it can, it's happened, I reckon, once or twice in, in the whole time I've been involved and, and that was more recently and... Um, I think they managed to sort that out in the end too. So, uh, yeah, look, I, you know, I, I guess the one thing that is different is that I can choose exactly what I write about, which, to be fair, I probably did that 90% of the time at the age too. There might be the occasional time where they wanted me to write about something particularly, but even those occasions, it wasn't ever anything I thought, oh, gee, I really don't want to write about that. So, um, you know, I can't speak for other media organisations where I haven't worked, but generally speaking, I reckon the football media gets a pretty decent run at what they can and can't talk about. Yeah, uh, that's good uh, Good to hear. 
And we've got another question coming from the Facebook Live, actually, uh, from Alfie Sanchez, another one from Alfie Sanchez. So Alfie knows you're a big Dons fan. How are you liking the start of their season so far in the new look team? Oh, look, yeah, really encouraging. Um, you know, a couple of pretty ordinary performances against Port and Brisbane, but the rest of it, um, yeah, I, I, I feel like I feel like there's some sort of plan, you know, like you, you haven't always felt that with Essendon over the last few years, but I feel like there's more of a buy-in, I think, by the younger players to what uh, Ben Rutten's trying to do as coach. Um, you know, there's a lot of excitement around Archie Perkins and Nick Cox, Harry Jones, uh, Nick Hind, you know, he's he's still pretty young. You know, he's really – you, you sort of – first time in a while I, I sort of have the feeling like, you know, they're trying to assemble a group of players who can drive something really meaningful across the next five to ten years rather than just sort of living from season to season. Um I've got my reservations about some areas of the club, but they tend to be more off the field than on. Um, you know, I, I think development of players is one ongoing issue, but uh, so far so good with these, you know, these new inclusions. I hope that they can continue to progress at the rate they have so far. But, um, yeah, look, I, I think, you know, good signs there. I mean, they, they should have won the Hawthorne game. Um, stiff to probably lose against Sydney. So with a bit of luck, they might be, what, four and two instead of two and four. But, you know, I think one thing that helps this year is not having too high expectations. Um, you know, they, they don't expect to play finals. I think the wins are sort of a bonus. And, you know, as long as they're having a consistent crack and being competitive, um, I think that's that's really promising. And, the particularly good thing about Anzac Day, I thought, was it was a win they really ground out. You know, it wasn't off the back of a spectacular burst of footy. It was just after the first five minutes. It was um, really good, solid, disciplined footy. And, and they sort of wore Collingwood down in the finish. And even after Collingwood hit the front in the last quarter, managed to sort of, you know, gird their loins and, and come again. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty encouraged by what's happened so far. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really refreshing, honestly, as a fellow Dons fan. I know you haven't got much time left because you've got a game to cover. I hope you're not going to it because it looks like you're still at home. No, uh, no, but... no. I'll, I'll, I'll be watching from the comfort of my um, of my lounge room. Yeah, good to hear. Good to hear. But um, And keep your questions coming on the Facebook because I think we're going to have Ron for a few more minutes, but I've got a question for you. What's been your game of the season so far? There have been some really good ones this season. Oh, geez. Um, they... You end up seeing so many, you're sort of you're worried about forgetting. Yeah. Um, Hawthorne Geelong on Easter Monday, I enjoyed that. That was pretty good. Um, the actually, I really um, there there have been games I hadn't expected to be particularly good, but they have been. A good example of that was last um, was it Saturday or Sunday? Hawthorne Adelaide down in Launceston. Really Sunday enjoyed Monday. that game. Um, Look, I think generally speaking, the standard of footy has been a lot better. Um, it, it's corrected itself a bit. You know, I, th- I knew people would go too early saying, you know, the game's been saved and the new rules have made all the difference um, because, you know, I think in the last two weeks, 
coaches have been able to sort of rein in a lot of that corridor play and, and keep scores lower. But, you know, the rule changes, I think, have been really good. And, um, you know, we're definitely we're seeing sides more prepared to attack and, and I guess not throwing all their eggs in the defensive basket um, because I think defence in football has gone about as far as it can go. I, I, I don't know if any side can come up with a defensive system that's going to be any better than the ones we've already seen. So where do you try to make the next improvement? Well, logically, it has to be in terms of offence. So I think sides are doing that now, and it's it's just great to see some more open footy and see the skills of the game more on show. I think we've, right at the moment anyway, I think we've got a pretty good balance now between uh, defence and attack, and uh, the footy's a lot more entertaining as a result. So... Fingers crossed that can continue. Yeah, yeah. It's been a corker of a season, really. And a game that you didn't mention there, I don't think, the West Coast Bulldogs game, that was a yeah. belter. That was yeah. really, really good. Yeah, uh, so probably my personal favourite of the year. I, I told you I'd forget. Yeah, no, that, that, that was a ripper. And, um, you know, West Coast, uh, I, I don't know what's happened to them on the road the last couple of times they've been here, but certainly in that game they – they weren't found wanting. That, that was a ripper. And, and look, I think tonight could be an absolute ripper too. I know, you know, there's a few key players out for either side, but um, Richmond and the Bulldogs are the two sides I tip pre-season to be playing off in the grand final. So, um, yeah, I'll be really interested to see how this goes. You know, Tigers, Tigers need a win. Bulldogs, um, as good as they've been, and they've been really impressive, you know, have they done it against top-quality opposition? Well, yes, as far as West Coast goes, but that was here. So if they knock over Richmond, albeit Richmond without Dustin Martin, um, I think people will be looking at them and, and going, they are a serious flag chance, if they weren't already, which they probably should have been because they've got a great deep midfield. I think their attack is a lot better than it was. Um, they're a much better side, I think, than they were when they won the flag in 2016. Now, it doesn't always work out logically, therefore they should win a flag with this group, but they've given themselves every chance, I think, and they're great to watch too. So really looking forward to this game tonight. Yeah, so am I. Just after the live stream ends, I'll be tuning into that. Before I let you go, tip for tonight, winner and margin? Uh, yeah, look, I'm going for Richmond. Uh, mainly, I've just I've got a lot of faith in them. I, you know, look, big big outs in in Martin uh, Lambert's a big out for them. Uh, who else? Are they, they're still missing Vlaston, still missing Prestia. But one thing that I think they've been great at over the last four years is when they do have injuries, bringing guys in who can just play a role in that system because it's such a great system. I think that stands them in really good stead. Look, they've lost three of their last four. If they lose tonight, it'll be a, a run of outs we haven't seen from them for four years. So really important game. They've just got a habit of when they need to, producing their best. We saw it last year after they got beaten in the qualifying final. None of that's any disrespect to the Bulldogs. Uh, I think they're a great side. I think they're every chance. I do have a theory about them, however, that I think they play better football at Marvel Stadium than they do at the MCG. So another reason it's a great test for them. I think it'll be an absolute cracker. And in the end, just my, my faith in Richmond, I, I sort of had to lean that way. So I'm going for the Tigers, but uh, two points. Two points. That that will be a good one if it's anything close to two points. But uh, I better let you go. Yeah, you've got a game to watch. So thank you very much, Rowan, for coming on the show. Uh, 
talk soon. It's been great. No worries, Harper. Anytime, mate. Cheers, mate. And hello and welcome to Where Do We Begin Live, Lockie. How are you? Look, I'm good, mate. This is my first ever live, so I'm uh, I'm super excited. This is a really uh, special moment for the podcast as we're celebrating a major moment. Uh, this is your one-year anniversary, my seven-month. Which one's more important? Who knows? But it has been a hell of a ride, and I'm super excited to chat to a couple of former guests and reminisce. Oh, yeah. It is going to be awesome. And uh, I've said we've got some people jumping on the Zoom, uh, jumping on the live stream, actually. So, guys, send through your questions for Guy Finkler because he is going to be on any minute now. In a couple minutes, I reckon. I'll put it in the chat, actually. Uh, Lockie, I know you didn't get to interview Guy Finkler, but you're pretty excited for this. You were telling me, hey. I am very excited. But to be honest, the first question of the night I've actually got for you, Harpsy Boy, and it's this. Did you dress yourself in the dark? What the hell are you wearing? <laughs> He's very ambitious, but I've gone for a bit of a party, a bit of a party outfit. I've even got the sunnies I can whip out at any given moment. You know, uh, I'm very excited. I've got I've got the polo uh, uh, bucket hat and the white shirt, looking like a bit of a mafia boss, uh, as that's what people know me as here around Coburg. But it's very good. I like your suit as well. It's lovely. Yeah, th- thanks, mate. I uh, got, got my old man to do my tie before this show, so I uh, shout out to the old man. He's done he's done a great job, and yeah, I know had this uh, freshly ironed. Did, did that one myself actually, and mate, you got you got to look the part. And uh, I'd just like to say, Harps, you can take the uh, the boy out of Brunswick, but you can't take the Brunswick out of the boy. That's a get up that I've seen uh, walking many a time down Brunswick or Fitzroy. Oh, and yeah. I, I'd also just like to put out, I. Uh, I apologise. I have been told many a time that I have a face for podcast. Uh, sorry, I have a head for radio, mainly because of obviously not uh, not too blessed in that. So I'm sorry that you'll be uh, looking at my ugly mug during this live. Yeah, and I'm quite lucky that I'm a bit uh, obscured by the dark in here. Uh, I've got the light up as high as I can, but it's good, probably good you're not seeing my face too up close. I know uh, some of you might tune to the previous live, but anyway, this is our second one. Gay should be joining any minute, but Lockie, we've got some other guests lined up. Uh, some listeners might know who they are, some viewers even, uh, but some might not. So can you rattle for them for me? Yeah, so our next, uh, our next guest after Guy is the lovely Max Holmes, uh, Geelong Cats player, somebody who I'm a massive fan of, who recently made his debut in round three and he's jumping on again. He was part of our class of 2020 series and uh, yeah, and he's been the first one to make his debut, so super wrapped to have him on. And then after that, we got Phil Anderson, uh, former cyclist, you know, cycling great of Australia. He's got an awesome, awesome story and it'll be great to chat to him again. And last but certainly not least is uh, Russell Robertson, Singer, footballer, he does it all. Oh, he does it all. And Max Holmes, just a little tidbit on him. Our first class of 2020 uh, guest to have his own Wikipedia page. So big congratulations to Maxi Boy. That's a great achievement. But uh, this is also a big, big achievement. Uh, Guillaume Finkler has entered the waiting room for the Zoom. So uh, what do you say, guys? Should we let him in? I, I think so, Harps. I, okay, I think so. I okay. think, I'm a bit I nervous. I'm a bit, I don't want to keep getting waiting. I'll, spe- I'll speak for them. <laughs> they're, keen, they're keen to get them on, and so am I. Okay, yeah, I can see them absolutely frothing in the Facebook chat here. Uh, lots of questions coming through. Keep them coming. I'm going to let him in. Here we go. Guy Finkler. Here he is. The great man is connected to the audio, the traditional Zoom uh, start. Guy, he's connected to the audio. Can you hear us, Guy? Yes. How are you, yes. mate? Yes, can I? I can. Uh, good, good. How are you? 
Oh, I'm very good. And Guy, you haven't met Lockie before. He's my co-host. Uh, Lockie, Guy, uh, introducing each other. It, it is an absolute, absolute honour. It is an absolute pleasure. And I'm super wrapped to get to chat to you today. Guy, how are we? Good, good. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. You know, talking about football, it's it's always a pleasure. As I, I, I always say the same because it's it's really my my whole life. Yeah, how are you going today, Guy? What what have you been up to? What time is it over in Brazil? It's seven ten, 10 past seven a.m. So I woke up uh, uh, a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, up bright and early for this one. Uh, we thank you very much for coming on. But what we're going to do? We've got a lot of listener questions for you, Guy, and keep them coming through because we're going to try to get through as many as we can. So some people who are viewing this live stream, Guy, have asked you some questions. So I'm going to kick things off with the first one. Uh, this one is from Peter Thanos, uh, the Marvel supervillain, of course. Uh, what do you think of the current state of the A-League in comparison to when you were playing? Uh, look, I think uh, I always compare when I first started playing in, in Australia and to be honest, I think the, the, the league is growing in quality, you know, competitiveness. I think it's been it's been really good. You know, if you look the ladder today, I just check it, to be honest. Uh, it's, you know, some teams are up in the ladder, like victory is down the bottom. So you never know what's going to happen. And I think I think it's good for, for the league. Yeah, yeah, it is very good. We've got a uh, next question. Uh, and I've just got to ask you, Guy, is there any chance you could turn your video on or is that not possible at the moment? Because we want, we want the listeners and the viewers to see you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. Here he is, the great man. He's had a haircut since last time. I like that. Nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Looking very slick. I, I like it, Guy. And our next question is from Ricky Wade, who's a great fan of the uh, show. So thank you very much for your question, Ricky. I know you've been wanting to ask this one. So it says, Dear Guy, what was the rival, rivalry like with Melbourne Heart slash City? Uh, yeah, I think uh, you know, always play with the team in the same city. It's it's nice, you know. So you sort of split the city in the middle to for one day at least. So you know, I always enjoy play 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 those derbies, and especially when you win, you know. And when I was there, to be honest, I think we were more, you were really successful in these days. Uh, and uh, I think the game that I remember the most was the semi-final. We we were on three new in uh, Marvel Stadium. Now huh? yeah. I was very really happy before, but uh, yeah, it was was very good playing that that game. So uh, okay, this next one is from Josiah Allsop uh, on the Facebook live stream. So keep them coming, guys. He says, hey, Guy, we're lacking creativity at victory at the moment. Do you want to have another go with the club? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I wish I could. You know, this. It, um, it, if I was a bit younger, I, I, it would be a pleasure to be on the, on, on the field again. But, uh, you know, my time has gone. And uh, you know, I just I just feel really really good when people saying that uh, they miss me on the pitch. You know, it's uh, it it, me- it means a lot for me. You know, that's something that uh, it's uh, y- y- you 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 being the memories for some people, and you know, being being a football being a soccer player for a long time, 
hearing those those things is it's really special for me. But uh, I wish I could, my 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 brother. <laughs> Mate, we meet, don't worry, mate. We miss you, mate. We, we miss you. I'm sure Harps has sent you a few messages saying how much he misses you, mate. But are, are you still playing soccer? Are you, what are you doing uh, currently back home in Brazil? Yeah, look, I I stopped playing 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 soccer. I'm I'm trying to to get back to football as a. Uh, it's it's not easy to find the, the word to to. I, I, I'm not agent. I'm trying to to manage careers like for for young for young players to to try to help them to make the best decision you know I'm not I'm not going to be like uh saying go here or there but I try to to show them whatever decision you make today what are you going to what are you going to finish like uh Trying, trying to find the best way to 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 manage the day career. That's my 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 goal to do, and I hopefully I can I can help some some young players. Yeah, that, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, we actually recently had a person that managed um Australian footballers as our recent podcast guest, William Pickering. So 100, we, we're across what you're trying to do, and that's awesome. And just quickly, uh, Guy was it? The uh, guest for our 35th episode, which we're really lucky to have. And Harper, I think we've got another fan question for him. Yeah, and I strongly encourage people to check out uh, my chat with Guy on episode 35. It was just me and him, that one, but go back into the archives and check out episode 35. Uh, we've got a couple more listener questions. Hopefully, we can finish off both of them. This is another one from Ricky Waite. What was it like playing for Wellington Phoenix when the rest of the league was in another country? Yeah, it's 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 a bit funny then but uh uh it, it wasn't easy like all the travel and stuff but uh to be honest i, I enjoy my time at wellington also you know it's been staying the a league was my goal at that time and i i i moved from from victory to wellington but uh you know the the, the travel is not easy and uh, i think uh that's why Wellington's is doing better this year you know they are Settle in in Australia. I think it's it's easy in one way and hard to be away from 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 the fans, from from the their the families. I, I I think, but uh, the travel I think it's is the worst part to to be to be playing in in New Zealand. Yeah, I could I can imagine it would be so hard being the one place and having to go overseas for every second game would be really tough. But I'm sure New Zealand's a beautiful country, and especially Wellington. That's quite a there's a lot of universities there, isn't there? It's quite a uni town. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, to be honest, it's a beautiful city, and uh, the only thing it it really it's really <laughs> I don't miss a lot. It's the wind over there. Oh, yeah, it's so cold. Oh, the it is wind. Yeah. My, my mum's a Kiwi, so I've been over there in a few winters, and mate, it is freezing. It isn't much fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's we, very windy city. Oh yeah, they they call it Windy Wellington, they, and the uh, what do they call it? The Cake Tin, the stadium. That that there were a lot of windy games at Westpac Stadium when you were over there. Yeah. Bet. Um, we, we've got. Uh, one more question for you before we've got to get to our next guest. Uh, so this another one from Josiah Allsop. Have you considering a Have you considered sorry a coaching or managerial career? Uh, yes, but uh, not for a long time. To be honest, I I I don't think I'll be good uh, just off the pitch. Uh, I. 
I don't know. My a lot of people ask me why I don't 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 join the coaching stuff, but uh, I don't know. I I don't think I'll, I'll I'll be good enough to to be there. You know, I I spend a lot of time on the field, and uh, now I don't think I, I wanna I wanna be just off the field. I'll, I'll miss too much football, so that's why I decide to to stay in football, but on the stands now. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fair enough. And uh, we've got our next guest. He's uh, coming up very, very shortly, Max Holmes from the Geelong Cats. But just quickly, before we let you go, Guy, I'd just like to give a quick shout-out to Adam Schenk uh, on behalf of Campbell Pike. Uh, so big shout-out to Adam there. Uh, Lockie wanted to give you a shout-out, but was a bit too shy. But uh, anyway, Guy... It's been great to chat to you again. I know it's, we, I spoke to you only three or four weeks ago, but it was great to chat to you again. Thanks very much for coming on, man. It's been a blast. Thank you very much. And guys, whatever you need, feel free to 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 get in contact with me. It's always a pleasure to talk about soccer and especially Australia. Yeah, it's absolute been short, pleasure. It's been absolute sweet. pleasure, mate. It's been an absolute highlight having you on and getting the chance to speak to you. I know Harps was... Uh, he was wrapped when he had you on, so it's awesome that I got to, the opportunity to have a chat with you as well. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Guy. Okay, so our next guest, he's entered the waiting room as well. Big Maxi Holmes. Lockie, you pumped for this one? Oh, mate, I'm, I'm super excited to, uh, to chat to Maxi. He's an absolute trooper. The last time we had a chat, I had real bad uh, technical issues. To be honest, my internet is as volatile as the uh, the Geelong season, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm honest. You know, it's up and down, up and down. But so far, so good during the live. Fingers crossed it can uh, stick around and keep, <laughs> keep working as we go through the live. I reckon we let him in. Yeah, I reckon we let him in too. So he's coming in. Uh, yeah, this should be really good. I haven't spoken to Max before in person or on Zoom, so this will be great. Oh. <laughs> oh god here we go oh here he is uh maxi maxi all right how are we going boys oh i'm i'm awesome mate last time we chatted you were in the kitchen i think you were cooking some sweet potato now you're obviously you're in your room yeah i'm actually um back at my melbourne back at home um, I, I can see the uh the st kilda in the yeah but i'm gonna take that down right now <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Much better. <laughs> I, I, I liked it before, mate. Nothing wrong with uh, sharing a bit of wealth for St Kilda, mate. How are you? Were you? Did you go up to Sydney yesterday for the VFL? Yeah, we're up in Sydney for the VFL game. We stayed for the AFL game. It was a very long day out on the out up in Sydney. It was hot, but yeah, got the win in the resis, so which was good. But unfortunate loss for the ones. Yeah, mate, little little four point win. Uh, talk a little bit about that and thoughts about the uh, the VFL competition because obviously it's really different. Before you know, it was only based in Victoria, whereas now it's still called the VFL. But you're playing you're playing interstate and having to fly to uh, to play in that competition. Yeah, it's re- it is interesting. It's an interesting one. Um, oh, I'm not really. It's kind of early days. So I'm not really sure what to think of it. But I guess it, it was exciting to get up to Sydney, especially like same time the AFL boys and get up to play. So that that was good fun. Um, but yeah, well, yesterday was a tough day. Yeah, it's good to get more like, like Sydney are great size. So it's good to get more of those guys into the competition and um, play against them because that was a really tough game. So it was yeah, mate. yeah. And how how did you play? Uh, play personally? I know Darcy fought it by the looks of it. He got a best on ground according to the to Sporting Pulse. So, uh, but how did you play yourself? Yeah, I when I, when I rise a bit off. I, I got a bit of the footy, but um, it was a bit messy yesterday. So a bit too hot for me. <laughs> bit to work on from yesterday, but that's all right. 
Oh, well, mate, you've only had about three best on grounds already in the NFL, <laughs> so you have to share it around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like that. And I've got to say, you have got uh, the prestigious honour of being the first class of 2020 guest to get himself a Wikipedia page. Have you checked out your Wikipedia page yet? I, I have, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the other night. Um, I was I was with with my host family and and I was looking at my the the dad I'm living with, um, Ron Watt. He, he's got a Wikipedia, and I was like, oh my geez, maybe I've got a Wikipedia now. Had a, had a bit of a look through it. I'm actually I'm put down as 32 kilos on it, so not, oh, not yeah. too sure about that one. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> geez, mate, you'd have a couple kilos on me if you, even if you were 32 kilos. But, <laughs> geez, like having a Wikipedia page, that, that's got to be a big thrill. I'm, and I'm, living with a person with a Wikipedia page, two Wikipedia pages yeah, in the same what, house. Why does um, the bloke that you're living with, why does he have a Wikipedia page? I'm interested. Oh, he, he played two games for the Cats oh, um, oh. way back when. And he's, he's kind of a well-esteemed coach, actually. He's done a few local gigs. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I'm sure he's imparting his wisdom onto you at every opportunity. I don't listen to him much, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. But, mate, of course, probably the main reason you've got yourself a Wikipedia page so quickly is you've made your AFL debut. First class of 2020 person to make his AFL debut. Tell us what it was like. I know it's probably hard to sum up in just a few words, but give it your best shot. Oh, it was was absolutely hectic, Um, terrifying, exhilarating, exciting like it was just all those things like going to the g crowd felt like it was oh something like fifty thousand, but it felt like bloody hundred thousand. it was ridiculous out there um yeah it was just awesome just happy i got a few kicks out there and didn't embarrass myself so yeah it was good great oh, mate, it was it was uh, yeah it would have been unbelievable actually i looked at the stats before it's only like fifty thousand and fifty people uh which is which is an awesome crowd particularly uh yeah would have been unbelievable but what was it like getting that first kick? Like just just to get the first one underway, it's it's a bit like the uh, the batsman that gets off the mark on Test debut. It would have just been good to trouble the scorers. Yeah, it was it was just relief. I was because I, I started on the ground and I knew I was coming off after like eleven minutes. I think that was that was what the um, scheduled rotation was. So I'm just like to myself, just get a touch before you go off. Like if you go off and you haven't touched it, you're fucked. So just <laughs> just get just get my hands on the ball and took took an easy chest mark and just. Kicked it long and I was like, yeah, all good. We're good now. <laughs> We're gonna go for the uh, the risky 45. Yeah, I was like, first kick, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roost it. <laughs> oh, I like that. that's that's the right mentality to have. Uh, uh, we are going with a few kind of questions that we're getting from listeners and viewers on the Facebook live stream. So this one's from Campbell Pike. He's giving us lots of questions tonight. I love that from you, Campbell. Campbell Pike asks, which teammate are you most scared of? Which team am I scared of? Ooh. And keep the questions coming, by the way. Keep them coming through. We haven't yeah, got well, long, but we'll try to get to a few. It's a tough one. A few, it, it, it varies. Um, I reckon in a tough game, Darcy Fort can be pretty intimidating. A good intimidating. He's he's very very instructive and vocal. Out there, but he can he can get he can get scary sometimes. He's a big boy. Oh mate, he he is a big unit. He is a big unit. I was back on your debut because something I, I've always wondered is like before the game they like present you with something. What what do they present you? Because it's not like a little box. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's um yeah. So it's a little box. Oh, I've got it somewhere in the house. That's my bad. Probably should have <laughs> some room, but... stickers. That <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> covered. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a little box and it's just got the playing jumper in it. Um, 
And then after the game, after you play, you you take it off, got a couple of stains on it, you chuck it in the box and that's it. <laughs> yeah, fair that, enough. That's awesome. That's awesome. You guys I'll, might know the name of the guy. Uh, I'm, it's, I'm blanking on it at the moment. There was a Collingwood player who made his debut yesterday. Uh, he got a, like a framed something uh, for his debut and uh, all the teammates got around and gave him big hugs and he was holding this glass thing and someone smashed through the glass thing. There was glass all over the floor at the MCG and then – Darcy Moore, a couple Kidding. of minutes later, there was vision of him walking through it barefoot. So I'd be pretty scared if I'd be pretty scared of Darcy Moore as well. He looks like a tough unit doing it. Today. <laughs> Mate, he, he is really tough. And Maxie, as you know, I'm a, I'm a massive Cats man. I actually did get to go to one of your games. Unfortunately, it was against Melbourne when you were the medical sub. <laughs> <laughs> I was keen to, keen to watch you uh, running out there, but you didn't get the crack. What, what do you think of the medical sub? And what is it actually like sort of having to sit on the bench, not knowing if you are going to come on or not? Yeah, it, it's a tough one. I guess it's um, it's good to know like you, you're up there, you're you're in for a chance. But I guess like me- mentally, um, it's a bit of a weird one because you don't like you never want your teammates to get hurt, but just like for yourself, like you kind of you kind of thinking about when someone's going to injured. Like it's really weird. But I, I actually think it's a good thing the medical sub just like teams can get smashed by injuries in games and like say grand final day, you don't want you don't want teams getting um getting hurt by the fact that they've had injuries. So I reckon it's, yeah, good addition. But a, t- a tough role to play mentally for 100%. Yeah, I can imagine, Mark. I can imagine it would be incredibly tough, especially as it's only your second game. But I hope, unlike uh, Tom Lynch, you, you had your strapping done and you were warmed up in case you were required that day. Yeah, I was <laughs> continually warming up. I was getting on the bike every quarter. Um, in between breaks, I'd go for a little run and kick. Um, so I, was, I reckon I was ready to go. But I reckon... Had I've gone on, it would have been hard to get going. <laughs> yeah, and one more for me uh, before we wrap up. I know footy's famous for its creative nicknames, of course, whether it's local league or the big time in the AFL. Have you got yourself a creative nickname that the boys have given you yet? Geez, not really. Um, Luke Delhouse calls me hurdles because uh, of my hurdling background. Um, been called been called Johnny. A couple that was early on. Um, searched that one up. Uh, I, won't, I won't be explaining that, but uh, we have time. We have time. <laughs> oh no, I don't think it's a family show here. Shut up, family, family show. Okay, we'll keep it. PG. <laughs> we'll keep it PG for you, Maxi. Um, yeah, just the classic Maxi Holmesy, pretty basic. I like it. And just quickly before we go, we have one. Uh, we have one final fan question. I think it might have been from one of your mates. I, I don't know if he's. His, I think he's a big fan of yours, but also of the show, of course, uh, from uh, Andy Howitt. And he wants to know, why does Max always cramp at the start of the fourth quarter? Yeah, I, I do know Andy, and it's a very good question. Um, I've actually, um, for all you out there, I've only I've only cramped, not cramped once this year in a game. <laughs> um, cramped yesterday, very badly. Mate, you need to be drinking the pickle juice. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the pickle juice every game. Um and honestly, I cannot tell you why I keep cramping. It's <laughs> I can't explain it. It's it's ridiculous. I've I've cramped every week. I've, I hydrate. I eat well. It's, um, yeah, athletic yeah, history as well. Like it's not oh, like never, never cramped in my life. I've cramped once in my life before this year. Um, strength and conditioning coaches are confused. They've got no idea what's going on. Um, yeah, we we thought we'd worked it out because I didn't cramp last week, and we we thought that um, me not having ice baths was was the the method to not cramp, but I cramped like a bastard yesterday, so that's that's not it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it wouldn't be bad not having to do ice baths. That that is one thing that you'd want to get out of. 
Yeah, exactly. So I might just claim that the cramps were hydration yesterday, so I don't have to ice bath anymore. Has old mate has uh, has Ron Watts? Has he uh, has he given you any uh, thing to help you stop your cramping? Yeah, he has. I don't think I, I could take it on board. He was telling me how cramping's um it's connected to your emotions. So <laughs> you get upset, you start cramping. That's, that's what he said. So I, I don't know how I believe that one. But <laughs> <laughs> well, Matthew, you've been great fun. Uh, we've got to get to our next guest. There's a big generational gap between yourself and Phil Anderson. Not sure if you've yep. heard of him, legendary cyclist. So we've got to right let Phil Anderson into the show. Thank you very much for coming on. It was good to talk to you. Uh, yeah, the Zoomosphere for the first time. Thanks very much for coming on, Matt. Yeah, thanks for having me. Been a pleasure. Absolutely pleasure having you on, Maxi, mate. And I look after that cramping. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Cheers, mate. Yeah. All right. I think it's time to let the great man, Phil Anderson, into the uh, into the Zoom meeting. So here we go. This is bloody rampant. There's fast pace, isn't it, this live? But here we go. Phil Anderson's joining. Stick around, guys. This one's going to be really good too. Here we go. Phil's connecting to the audio. He might actually be away from his screen because the way he was in the waiting room for about 15 minutes uh, before he was due to come on. He was very keen to hop onto the show. <laughs> uh, I might shoot him a message. He, he, he wanted to steal Maxie's uh, airtime. Yeah, he did. Uh, and he's a Cats fan as well, so maybe he even knows Maxie Holmes. Uh, let me shoot the great man Phil Anderson a message. Or is he in? It doesn't say he's connecting to the audio anymore. Phil, are you here? Are you with us? Not sure he is. Oh, just quickly, I've got a listener question from my uh, from my mum. She just sent me a text that's come up on the phone. Why are you in a suit? And it's because it's a celebration. Uh, thanks, Andrea. It's a great it time is. to be alive celebrating our hundred, the R one year. Oh. Here, here we are. Phil's here. Phil's here. Hey, mate. How's it going, boys? Phil, uh, how are you? There, good to, yeah, good. Uh, we can't see you, but good to hear your voice. Your lovely voice. Okay, hang on. I'll see if I can uh, put on the start video. Here we, there we go. go. There we go. Oh, there, there we go. And Phil's here looking very sweaty after his big bike ride. Of course, Phil was on <laughs> episode 21. So, Phil, tell us about your bike ride today. How was that? Uh, good, yeah. Um, I rode from uh, Cairns up to uh, up in the Daintree there, um, Cape Tribulation. So, yeah, I'm sitting here in the middle of a rainforest, actually. So, pretty um, pretty cool. Mate, sounds uh, sounds awesome, and I think it's only fitting that we got a uh, Harper did a live stream on Friday, and he got the first guest that he ever did, uh, Courtney Dempsey, and Phil was actually the first guest I ever had the pleasure of chatting to. So it's absolutely awesome that you could come on, mate. It means a lot. Yeah, well, um, congratulations, guys. I mean, uh, twelve months is uh, you know it's been a testing, challenging year for everybody. So um, yeah, do I'll just go outside here. A bit of audio. Uh, no worries. Yeah. Now I'm really in the jungle. Yeah, I don't know what's going to come over, come and bite me from uh, behind. It could be a bloody oh, North Queensland yeah. jungle. Jeez. And, yeah, That's anaconda. Yes, but you can hear all the all the animals out in the bush here. But um, yeah, no, it's it's um, it's been a great great ride today, and uh, you know, sort of uh, yeah, a little bit of paradise. I've been up here for a holiday uh, once before, but yeah, beautiful part of the world. So what are you doing up in um, up in Cairnsville? Uh, well, every year I do a, a charity ride for the uh, Smiling for Smitty um, uh, charity. So that's raising money for um, uh, cancer research. So um, melanoma specifically. So um, yeah, and that's through the the Martyr in, in uh, Brizzy. So, but. Um, yeah, so we, we ride and, uh, you know, we get uh, generous supporters to um, pitch in a bit of money. And I think, uh, yeah, we've already got uh, close to 400000 that we've raised so far this year. So, 
it's a good cause, um, you know, and there's like 50 of us uh, riding. So, um, you know, a big number of riders and, uh, you know, we're getting well looked after and, um, uh, yeah, we've got uh, just a five-day tour. So we've got uh, tomorrow we ride, well, we ride down back to Port Douglas tomorrow, but uh, have a couple of hills on the way and through the cane fields and, uh, and then we go up. Uh, days three and four, we go up to the Atherton Tableland. So I've never been up there before, so I'm looking forward to that. Mm. Hey, that's yeah, that's an unbelievable effort, and that's a lot. That's a lot of money raised. How, how long is the challenge actually for, and how far uh, do you have to go? So you said starting in Brisbane. Where do you finish? I don't know. We started in Cairns today, so Cairns? Uh, yeah. So today was like I don't know 150 k's, and then tomorrow that's just a warm up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, and then tomorrow it's like 100 k's, and and yeah, it's like 100, you know, 120 k's a day, sort of thing. So, not huge distances, but um, you know, we've got to deal with the heat and everything else up here. <laughs> the crocodiles, yeah. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah, the famous yeah. crocodiles in the far north Queensland cycling path, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but. Uh, we saw a photo on the so on your social media, or maybe it was Drew Ginn's social media. You and Drew Ginn were together. He was an old guest of ours as well. So, how's he going in the bike riding? Is is he going well? He's a very fit. Yeah, guy. He's, he, he's a beast. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's. I think he's. I think he's actually a better uh, cyclist than rower. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean he's he's um, obviously very strong, and um, yeah, we we've done a couple of events together. You know, he's a real team player and uh, we're meant to be riding from uh, Melbourne to Warrnambool, or sorry, uh, Geelong to Warrnambool on gravel roads on uh, Saturday, actually, uh, down in Victoria. So uh, it's going to be 250 k's on gravel or 260 kilometres. So it's going to be another big day out. So, you know, the, the intention is to use this event as uh, preparation for that physical physical uh, preparation. I mean, there's a, um, you know, important uh, event for the, um, you know, the fundraising uh, angle of it but um yeah for me it's good to, to use as um, physical preparation for the uh, event on sunday on saturday yeah mate that's that sounds like an uh, an outstanding event and very challenging and i'm sure uh, you and drew will uh talk talk about being fellow where do we begin uh alumni which is something i'm sure that both of you hold in great regard <laughs> yeah no i mean what what he's done um you know not just in in uh rowing but uh and he's involved with a lot of charities and fundraising as well. Um, but also, he's he's a uh, been a great cyclist too. I think he got third in the Australian Time Trial Championships uh, a few years back, and and of course, uh, I think he got like a uh, was it twenty four hour record on the track. I think out at Brunswick. Yeah, the Velodrome. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. yeah he spoke yeah, about yeah, that with us, raising money for charity as well. A few years ago, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, he's a, he's a um, great bloke and, uh, yeah, it's going to be good to spend a few hours with him on on uh, Saturday as long as he doesn't just uh, ride off and leave us all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I hope there's not too much aggression going on between the two of you as to who's the better, where do we begin podcast guest. But we've actually got a few listener questions coming through on the Facebook live stream. So uh, I'll kick us off with one and keep them coming through, guys. If you've got any more questions for Phil, keep them coming through on the Facebook live stream. This one's from Ricky Waite, great man, Ricky. Uh, he asks, have you ever tried off-road cycling? Uh, yeah, well, I do quite a bit of gravel riding now, but, um, actually the last time I was up here, I did the, uh, what's called the crocodile trophy, which is a mountain bike event, which goes, well, it used to go for like two weeks. So, um, that was an event around the Cairns and, um, you know, up into the hinterland here and it was two weeks and like 100 and, 
50, 180k days, uh, you know, on on uh, stock routes, and um, there wasn't much single track, but yeah, it was certainly off road. But you know, ninety percent of it was off road riding, and they still ha- hold that event it's called the Crocodile Trophy. Um, it's every November, I believe it is, and um, yeah, but I'm not sure I'll front up for that again. That could be something for Drew Jin actually. It is. Uh, he could he could do an off road. Well, he, he does gravel as well, like myself. So. Could be something he picks up, and um, you know, just another career for his uh, putting to his hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and obviously, so we spoke um, in October of last year, Phil, and obviously, you were talking about how you're keeping keeping busy. You're still riding, you know. You're doing the challenge up in Cairns at the moment, and obviously, we're talking about doing a little bit of the uh, off road uh, trail riding. But I'm interested to know what else have you been doing over the last couple of months? Like, have you got? Could you running like a cycle tour group? Have you been able to get that up and running since like the COVID restrictions have stopped? Uh, no, like, you know, all our tours were overseas. So, you know, obviously that's totally, uh, um, were you doing some up in yeah, the old falling over. Like, were you doing oh, some up in the old ways yeah, in road or was it mainly? Yeah, yeah it was mostly overseas. Okay. Um, yeah, it might, was, uh, mostly overseas. I mean, you look at my website and we do have a, um, you know, tours on offer, uh, through the old ways, which we do from time to time, uh, because it's a beautiful part of the world and, and, um, you know, especially now there aren't too many tourists about, um, and and uh, yeah, and we offer gravel rides. Uh, you know, some pretty hidden spots uh, up in the hills around near where I live. Um, yeah, like I just love getting off the road. You know, firstly because you're away from the cars, but you know, it's just so adventuresome going up into the uh, up in the hills and quite quite uh, trails up through rainforests. It's kind of like where I live in. Um, you know that part of Victoria. It's just uh, just gorgeous back there. Yeah, no. The um, in March I actually managed to get up there. I stayed at Apollo Base. I managed to get up through the uh, the Otways, and it's absolutely beautiful up there. Like it's so green and it's just it's awesome. Then you got the like the Great Ocean Road is unbelievable. Any any listeners that hasn't ventured up that part, I'm sure a lot of us have. As I'm sure a lot of our listeners are based in Victoria, like us. But it's absolutely like it's unbelievable up there. It's so beautiful. Yeah, well, I'm trying to get all these banana bending uh, Queenslanders down there to, uh, <laughs> to to ride in the because you know everybody's heard of the Great Ocean Road. Um, you know, it's like the bloody Great Barrier Reef for all us Vickies that you know it's just uh, coming up here and plague to uh, to see. But uh, yeah, it's a beautiful part of the world down there, and um, yeah, I reckon some of them are pretty keen to come down. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. And I was actually wondering what what do you reckon the most uh, beautiful race you've ridden has been? Like the of course, Tour de France has got some famously amazing surroundings, and uh, like we mentioned, the Great Ocean Road is pretty amazing. But what's been your personal favourite of your long cycling career? Uh, I used to love uh, racing the Tour of Switzerland. Beautiful country, um, you know the mountains there. I mean, I never, I mean, I went okay in the mountains, but uh, you know, I was never really a pure climber. But um, you know, as the uh, beautiful as, as as far as the beauty and and uh, you know the road surfaces are so good, you know you got tiny laneways up through sort of what we call paddocks, but you know they call fields or just look manicured, you know, beautiful sort of flowers, and you just go through these little villages. It's um, you know quiet, and it's just you know you just hear the the cowbells ringing up in the up in the you know the Alps way up high. It's uh, it's just uh, beautiful. So I used to love riding the Tour of Switzerland um, every year. Um, yeah, but, you know, you can go to places where you wouldn't think are, are beautiful, but, uh, you know, it, it really depends 
you know, how you, what you perceive to be beauty in those places. You know, sometimes it's the people, sometimes it's the, the places or the experiences you get in those places. But, um, you know, uh, for me, I just try to always make the, the best out of everywhere I am and, yeah, to be up here or, you know, even in, in the most popular city, that, you know, there's beauty there and, and you know, maybe not so much for bike riding, but, um, you know, it's, it's – uh, it's great, and uh, yeah, travel is something that I miss. But um, you know, you got to make the best of what you've got. And at the moment, we've, we're here in Australia, and we have a beautiful country. Very fortunate that um, you know we haven't, we're not suffering like uh, some of our our neighbours are in different parts of the world. And some of them are pretty close, you know, the the islands um, to the north of Australia, north uh, northeast of Australia, are uh, doing it pretty hard now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think we better leave it there because we've got another guest coming on uh, in just a matter of minutes. So uh, if you liked this uh, kind of little chat we had with Phil, go check out episode 21. It was a really good one. Lockie's first and uh, my 21st, of course. So Phil, I'd like to thank you so much for taking 15 minutes out of your night tonight to come on the show. So it's been a real privilege having you back on and we've had a great time. Thanks very much. Okay. Well, congratulations, boys. And uh you know, maybe you'll have me back for your uh, second uh, birthday, or maybe even your, you know, a decade. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you got to you got to future proof of these things. You got to you know yeah. think big. Got to think I, big. You know, I love I love the optimism, um, Phil. And you know what they say? They say you never forget your first. So I'll definitely never forget my forget my first podcast guest. Thanks so much for jumping on, mate. It's always a pleasure to have a chat. Okay, boys. Good good luck uh, for the rest of the evening. And I hope you uh, I hope you have a drink later. <laughs> Thank you. We've Don't got worry, we've got, got, got a cheeky, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've got okay, a then, no, ups here as well. We love it. <laughs> no worries. Okay, I'm glad we could hook up tonight. Thank you very much. Thanks See so you, much. mate. Feel good luck. Good luck tomorrow, mate. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I'll need it. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. How good was that chatting to cycling legend Phil? Such a good bloke. Oh, yeah. Cracking, cracking bloke. We'll leave the Facebook live stream there. Thank you very much for tuning into the Facebook live stream, guys. It's been an hour, 20 minutes. If there any of you have been on through that whole 80 minutes worth of time, thank you very much for uh, giving up that time for us to bloody uh, amateurs. Uh, anyway, see you next time on the next Where Do We Begin Live. It's been a blast, guys. wrapped with that episode it was so much fun doing that live and i'd just love to thank all our guests for jumping on it was absolutely awesome that they could uh, give their time again to us which was super generous yeah and i hope in post-production i've edited out all the crap because there was a lot of crap going on so hopefully it's a bit of a condensed version of the live episode hope you enjoyed it nonetheless we will uh hopefully maybe do some lives in the future we'll see how we go with it but anyway i'd like to thank all you guys for listening will be a normal episode next monday it's sure to be a cracker lucky any final comments I'd just like to thank all the listeners that listened to this episode and, of course, the live. We love your support. We love the uh, listener interaction by people putting in their questions. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, great fun. Thanks very much, guys. See you next Monday. See ya.